You're listening to TOSE, The Other Side Enterprise, where we are committed to bringing you to the other side, taking you from dreams to possibilities and on to reality. Listen in on talks for business and life coaching starting right now with your host, Tiffany Rufino. Welcome back, everybody, to TOSE, The Other Side Enterprise. I'm your host, Tiffany Rufino, and I am here with... Who are you? Just a guy sitting here with a girl doing a podcast. Do you know where your people are? <laughs> I'm here with my partner in crime, Jeff Rufino, my husband, and also my tech guy. I think that's that should just be your standard intro. I'm the tech guy. Because it, it's really not encompassing anything that you do, which makes it ironic and funny to me. Anyway, today's episode will be a little different than those in the past. And why is that, Jeffrey? Well, I'm going to ask you questions and you're going to give me answers. But we're going to go through um, the top five questions that uh, the other side enterprise, and more specifically, that Tiff gets asked about leadership from both people that want to get into leadership and people that are already there. Um, so we're just going to go over those for you guys. Sounds good. All right. So let's start with, I wish I had a drum roll here, with question number one. The first question. One, 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 one. What is a negative about getting promoted to leadership? Oh, okay. Uh, well, I would think that if you're getting promoted to leadership, you would have looked at all of the aspects of it and realized how many benefits there are being to being in leadership versus the negatives. The negative, which isn't really one that I would say is a negative, is that you own it all. You own the results, you own the failures, and um, there's always success in the failures because there's learning. So I don't know that I view that as a negative. The only other thing that um, I can think of is that if you are looking to bring your team's energy up, your energy has to be at least triple what their energy is to bring them even close to a level of what you're looking for. So for example, if your team's energy kind of sits at like a six or a seven, you got to bring in an energy at a level 30 for them to even get to possibly a 10 or 11 at that point. So you always have to be on, you're always on stage and your team is a reflection of you. I like that. One one thing, if I can add to that, no, is... No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Oh, I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm a I'm terrible leaving. leader. <laughs> um, but yeah, when you are not in leadership and you're an employee of an organization, you represent your organization to external customers, external people. So you're the voice of your organization, depending on it, whether you're customer-facing or client-facing or yeah, partner-facing or whatever. When you go into leadership, you're now the voice of your organization to everybody. So that means that if you were voicing before, man, it sucks that we have to come in and stay late on Friday. When you're in leadership, you kind of have to find the positive to that. And that doesn't mean spin it. That doesn't mean lie. That just means understand what the job is and what the project is and act accordingly because anything that you say if you come in saying hey it sucks that we have to come in early or leave late that magnifies people look up to you mm-hmm. so lead by example yeah absolutely 
absolutely lead by example, which leads us to, I think that we, we covered the question one pretty yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, question two. And you talk about this quite a bit. I just don't know. Are you saying I talk too much? Is no, that, no, no. That's what just I heard you say. about this topic. That's what I heard you say. I'm not, no, a, I'm not I'm afraid kidding. of getting in trouble today <laughs> because I'm asking Because we have like an hour left of the day. <laughs> yeah. It is, I, and, and I have the, I have the paper with the questions. I have, I, I'm running things for this little bit. How okay? well are those things running right now? <laughs> <laughs> so the question is, what is the difference between a manager and a leader? Manager takes care of paperwork. Leader takes care of the people. Okay. You can manage paperwork all day long. You can tell the paperwork goes, but people you have to lead and you have to lead them based on, on what needs to be done and inspiring them. That kind of reminds me of, um, in fast food, they have these little charts that tell you where everybody goes. Like if you have three people, you put one person here, one person here, one person, you know, you know, what's funny is that I never actually worked in fast food. I haven't worked for a fast food brand. I worked for, um, a, a bagel place. That was one of my first jobs but it wasn't a major name so we didn't have that and you're more likely to find a leader at a bagel place than at a fast food restaurant (laughs) well i find that you will find a lot of leaders that work with food because if you can deal with people and food then you are able to really overcome a lot of things yeah the the thing is um i think a lot of corporations especially ones in in quick service fast food uh, retail, they tend to create managers instead of leaders. Yeah. Um, and that, that, that's when it becomes to, a process. Yeah. Instead like, of, well, like, the, the policy is, and we do this or because, just go ahead and, and make sure it's done and, yeah. you know, we'll figure out the rest later. Cool. So the third question, man, we're tearing through these. This is awesome. What's the best way to prepare to go into leadership? Mm, the best way to prepare i would say that if you're looking to promote within the organization that you're currently with that the best thing to start doing if you haven't done it already is to build relationships with the team that you're about to take over as a leader for um because doing that will definitely help you build a team that you can lead and also you can gain insight as to who these people are and i think that's important for you to have that relationship and have that trust if you're going to move forward with them so the the first thing that i would say is is build those relationships um and build relationships with other parts of the organization as well uh because you never know who you're gonna need to lean on as maybe a mentor or somebody that could be a liaison that has things that you may need as you're going through the, the training steps of leadership, you know, based on the organizational needs. And there could be like, I remember I had somebody when I first got promoted into, um, you know, having a district and I was at my first district meeting and, you know, you're like all nervous and you're trying to be happy and not nervous and not act like, you know, everything, but not act like you don't know everything. And I couldn't find something. And one of the women that was in the group leaned over and she was like, if you go to this website, it'll save you. It has like everything that you need and you could access it from any device. And 
I still use that website to this day. And that was probably like seven years ago. And it was the best thing that she could have told me because then I was able to pass it on like a lot of people didn't know about it. So just you never know who's going to be the person that works with you as you're both working on ladders side by side with each other. Awesome. So, yeah, networking, very, very important. Um, I also like to say, you know, there's a saying, dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Or the and, job you need. <laughs> yeah. And and I don't look at that as clothing. I look at that as start acting accordingly. So if you want to be a leader, start developing those qualities today. Don't wait until you have the job to start developing those qualities. Don't wait until you're sitting in an interview to start developing those qualities Start developing them now so that when you are there, you can hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that <laughs> that actually kind of segues into the next question. Oh, sweet. Why, next one? why do some leaders fail? Because they don't build relationships. Mm. They okay. go in there as um, as though they know everything. They go in as they as though they know everything about the people, that they know everything that is going to happen moving forward that they know exactly who's going to be doing what and and how the outcome is going to be, um, and that they don't take the time to build a relationship with the team to understand what the team thinks their individual strengths or opportunities are. And then I think another piece, I mean, there's so many things that make leaders fail, the lack of patience, lack of understanding. I also think lack of growth, not taking the team to the next level because when you move in it's usually because somebody wasn't able to move the rest of the team up or that person themselves moved up so you have to take them to the next level uh and i also think that understanding a little bit of where they're coming from prior to you coming on board is crucial right so you know you may have heard things from the the other side of the office about what was going on with this team, but coming in and letting them have the opportunity to share with you, hey, this is what's been going on in the past month, whether it's them just kind of venting it out or them just filling you in, there's a lot to understand from the behavioral piece of the employees there who's really upset, who's, you know, feeling like things are fine, you know, who's oblivious. Um, So there's things that you learn about that aren't spoken out loud. uh, And it also gives them a chance to... Uh, realize that there's a state change that we're letting go of this past month and things are moving forward. So whether the month was positive or whether it was an opportunity, we're still moving forward with your leadership going forward because you've had a chance to voice everything out and this is how we're proceeding, you know, and what are your thoughts on that? It sounds like you're saying that leaders fail because they go into leadership acting like managers. Mm hmm. Yep. Interesting. I guess I could have said it that way too. Thanks. Well, no, I'm just summing it up. <laughs> no, you know, you know, you can say to people, "Oh, don't act like a manager," but I think with the with the with a lot of company cultures, it's just easy to come in and say, "Well, do this, do this, do this," and not know, you know, like, "Hey, we didn't hit our sales last month. We'll sell more." Right. Right. So there's the how that's missing there. I think with a manager, you have a, a mind to physical connection, right? So I have the pencil in my hand, I'm managing what I'm writing down on paper, but I'm not going to go up to a person and physically move their arms and move their legs and turn the key to make their brain work in order to be a robot 
and manage every little piece of what they're doing. So that's what I think of when I think of a manager, when I think of a leader, um, you know, we've talked about this. It's somebody who's side by side with the team working through it and kind of facilitating the conversation as opposed to dictating what the role is. Awesome. I was thinking of a Simpsons episode, but I'll save that for another time. Thank you for that. <laughs> Maybe a whole nother podcast. Maybe so, your whole other podcast. <laughs> so what we'll do instead is we'll go to the fifth question. The fifth question, I'm going to like this because this, this is going to let you riff. So what are the top three qualities that help make a leader successful? So we just talked about what, why do some leaders fail? Mm-hmm. And what are the top three qualities that now, now we want to get to success? Building relationships, I think, is the first one. And, you know, we touched on that already. Uh, my favorite French word. I don't know if I've taught you this word. Hmm. Are you willing to learn a new word? I like words. Okay, so I'm going to say it, and then I'm going to have you say it. Ready? So I, I think this word is really crucial for leaders. It's a new word for me, and, and I believe its origin is French. So I'm going to try to say it that way. But it's called la patience. <laughs> la patience yes <laughs> i like that you need a lot of patience um not only with your team i think with yourself and understanding that it, there's a learning curve when you're a leader and as you bring new people on your team or as you inherit people that there's trials and tribulations that you may come across and then there's also opportunities that you may miss in celebrating the successes because we're so focused on becoming greater and greater and greater that we forget to celebrate sometimes. And I've learned that there has to be equal balance with that. So I I think patience with yourself and patience with your team and learning you and learning your style and you learning them is going to be crucial. So we have building relationships, so we have patience. And the last quality that I would say, if, if you could repeat the question one more time, I just want to make sure I phrase this correctly. What are the top three qualities that help make a leader successful? I think integrity. Mm. I think integrity, you know, I, I'm, I'm debating that in my head right now because I really want to say something along the lines of being motivational and inspirational. But I think that falls in line with when you build those relationships and you have patience. I think there's a lot to be said for the motivation and inspiring a team because you're willing to listen and you have the time to do that, right? Mm. So that kind of encompasses that area. But integrity is um one of my personal values that it's 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 got to be a feel right um for me to move forward so i would say as a leader that you're not only setting expectations and standards um along with the team but that you're modeling the way for the team and not saying it's my way or the highway but like taking a higher way and I think of a couple of mentors that I've had in my life that I absolutely adore, and, and I'm still in touch with them. And they never stooped to a level where sometimes my mind goes. You know, I mean, because I'm human, right? And and there's still that New Yorker in me that can have a chip on her shoulder every now and then and, you know, want to just, like, play the devil's advocate in that sort of sense. And they always tend to take it then to the next level, to the other side of what that conversation can be. And I look at it and I'm like, it's just so inspiring to see somebody that has integrity and says, you know what, but let's look at it this way. Let's look at it at a more positive way and what the outcome could be. So um, I think 
integrity is what I'm going to go with. Because if I'm asking the team to be positive and being motivated, then I have to model that way for them. I'm not going to mask myself as a leader and ask them to do things as a manager. And that's probably the biggest point I could drive home. Don't be a leader in wolf's clothing. Don't be a manager in wolf's clothing, in leadership's clothing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, Are yeah, you sure? And, and you in, look confused. No, integrity <laughs> actually encompasses everything that I was thinking. Um, you know, I was thinking like accountability, holding yourself accountable, right? That, I hate that phrase. That goes into... Um, Hold someone accountable or holding you accountable. It just... Well, I like holding myself accountable. Um, I think everybody should just hold themselves accountable. That's that's really just it you know you it's just a phrase i don't like i get the the actual act it's mm-hmm. just maybe i've just heard it so often i think throughout it's, organizations i think it's misused it's become a canned phrase it's misused into thinking holding accountable equals Writing punish up. yeah write up yeah uh something detrimental we're going to we're going to be punitive when holding accountable just means this is what you said you were going what, to do. Talk deliverable? to me about what stopped you. Yeah. That. yeah. What's the deliverable? What What are the roadblocks? How we? It, it's really more about communication. And you know what? So this is what just came to mind for me. And I think this is what brings a fear to people about getting a life coach or getting a business coach is that they're afraid to have somebody hold them accountable. I don't think it's a matter of money or anything else. I think that that goes back to having a personal trainer at the gym, right? That... If I knew if I had a personal trainer at the gym that I would lose X amount of weight and it would cost me this much, but I would definitely lose it, what would stop me from signing up? And it's like, oh, shoot, they're really going to follow up on me on with what I ate. Yeah. And, you know, I got like all these events and all these holidays and all this cake coming towards me. I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. And I know that from people that I've spoken with, too, who say that they're like, my trainer is going to be so mad at me. And what if I want to sleep in and I don't want to do that, right. you know, run those laps right. or swim those laps or whatever it is? Yeah, I, I can 100% see that. So I think it go, like the, the accountability piece is that when you think of a mentor <laughs> and you think of, oh, gosh, the biggest loser, you know, and, and Jillian Michaels on there, who I actually liked once she got off the show. But she talked about how she was made to be this angry person yelling at people all the time about running on the treadmill and losing weight and you got to do this, you know, army style, like just screaming. And there's so many different stereotypes of what mentors and coaches are out there on TV just to have that entertainment piece. And truly, I don't think that's what a mentor or coach should be. You know, I'm, I'm not anticipating going into your organization and screaming at you in front of everybody or, you know, coming into your house and screaming at you for like whatever task that you had planned to do and you didn't get done. It's I'm, I'm there as a support to your capabilities and to inspire you through plans and, you know, to be there right next to you to help you see the hope inside yourself and your possibilities and, you know let's take the steps to make it a reality. But at the end of the day, it's, it's you that has to do, and I'm just there to be your leader through it. Yeah. The, um, the other part of, to me of integrity would be self-awareness. And that is like, I came in in a shitty mood today, right? I know that I get in a shitty mood when I didn't sleep. Well, I didn't sleep. Well, I'm in a shitty mood. I'm a human. I came in and, 
you know, I've had people on projects with me that, that will say, oh, you know what? I think I'm being a little harsh today. And they know that. And so they they say, hey, I need a, I need a, I need a timeout. So I call that instead of self-awareness, I call that emotional intelligence. Yeah. yeah. And instead of saying instead of just going, well, I know I'm in a bad mood, but I'm going to make the other person feel like they're in the wrong for me having a harsh response or me being, you know, th- that all goes into you. You want your team to trust you. And I think that's the the root of it mm. is you want to be you want to have integrity because you want a team that trusts you enough with their performance and with their with their future, uh, just with with taking care of them so that they can give you the performance that you want. Equal parts vulnerability, I think, is is part of that. And it's interesting that you bring that up because I just watched um, Brene's Brown, Brene Brown's uh, special on Netflix. It just launched on the 19th. And she's a fantastic uh, author and speaker. And she speaks about being vulnerable. And she says, you know, uh, we displace our our anger in, or our situation instead of owning it. Right. I'm, I'm paraphrasing her intentions on what she was speaking to. But she said, you know, when when you're having a rough day, it's it's usually coming out on somebody and you're dumping it on somebody as opposed to trying to fix it and course correct. So I, I think emotional intelligence is crucial and it would definitely be in my top 10. Um, but to wrap it all up, I think uh, building relationships, having le patience and uh, integrity are, are huge as far as the qualities needed to um, start your journey to be a great leader. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Um, if you want to go ahead and uh, hit our Instagram up, The Other Side Enterprise, and go ahead and comment on one of our posts or DM us with uh, more questions on leadership. You're more than welcome to. We're also on Twitter for the, um, it's called Side Enterprise. And LinkedIn, you can hit us up, The Other Side Enterprise. And I think that's all the things. <laughs> so go ahead and hit us up with any questions, thoughts, comments. We'd love to hear from you. Please share and subscribe to our podcast. And we want to make sure that we're giving you what you need to grow yourself and take you from grade to greater. Once again, thank you for hanging out with us. And we look forward to seeing you on the other side. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share. We'll see you next time on the other side enterprise.